The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo! (laughs) How about that? You should have been pulled in the forefront they have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fifth that they had faith in you. And you It's time for another edition of the Hey It's Enrico Palazzo Baseball Podcast. Episode 39. Today, Christopher and Michael keep it brief, talking about Justin Turner, what the hell was he thinking, and the end of the season, and what to worry about as we head into the hot stove and 2021. Take it away, boys! Here we are. You're listening live to the Palazzo Podcast. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Pod with me, Mr. Michael Govier, at MJ Govier on Twitter. G-O-V is in Victor I-E-R. And I co-host Christopher Deary at C. Deary 1999, D-E-A-R-Y. What is up, Deary? Uh, the playoffs are in the can. We have a World Series champion. The Dodgers are the champs for the first time in 32 years. 32 years. Yeah, they did it. Um I don't know how they came back last night. You know, it's unfortunate. I didn't really watch much of the game. I only watched the Where last. Where did I? Uh, yeah, it was my anniversary last night, and uh, you know, after dinner, we rolled up the last three innings. But it was already two-one Dodgers, and uh, you know, I read up a little bit about you know Snell being pulled out. Um, obviously, the Turner thing has been the big story of the day. But yeah, congratulations to the Dodgers. I'm uh, I was I was rooting for the Dodgers. I really were. Was I wanted to see uh, Kershaw get that ship, and uh, he got it. Yeah, that's cool. Clayton Kershaw seems like a good dude. Did you know that he's friends with Matthew Stafford? They went to high school together and played on the same baseball team. I wonder who had the better fastball back in high school. I I heard that Stafford was like a power-hitting first baseman. Oh. Like, how did he not pitch? The guy throws darts with a football. How did he not become a pitcher? So that's kind of odd. He never pitched? That, I guess. No, we're already talking about that too much. That's supposed to be a running gag. Everybody in Michigan knows when you watch a – a Dodgers game or a Matt Stafford game, they make that connection. It's like the old um, Mariucci and Tom Izzo, they're lifelong friends from Iron Mountain. Or, That's right. Uh, I don't know. There's other things like that. Anyways, this is the Palazzo Pod. Palazzo Podcast on Twitter, two L's, two Z's. Uh, hit us up. Let us know. The offseason is officially here now. 
it's officially hot stove season as of today. So we'll see what kind of movement starts to unfold when the baseball winter meetings happen. I believe they're usually in November, um, if not December at the latest, but mm-hmm. that's when a lot of action takes place as well. But you're also not supposed to be together. So I'm wondering, we didn't have COVID last year when they had the winter meetings. So I wonder if there will not be like a winter meetings or they're going to do like a virtual thing. I, I actually am curious about that. I think they probably will with a lot of precautions going on. And I think there'll probably be a virtual component too. And, uh, you know, obviously you want to stay with those winter meetings because there's a lot to be talked about in the off season. And, uh, you know, that's when a lot of the action happens with uh, GMs talking to each other and wheeling and dealing. That's right. Also, uh, you email the show Plazo Pod. Is it Plazo Pod? cast <laughs> did we forget already I <laughs> episode 39 what the hell it's either palazzo podcast or palazzo pod and i honestly don't recall because i haven't that's palazzo podcast i'm an idiot palazzo podcast at protonmail.com send us an email we haven't had one in a minute obviously because i was not aware of what our email tag is we also want to say get well soon to andy cruz Vanisek and her child who uh, became ill. They were supposed to have the cuppa 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 cuppa. I always do cuppa cuppa. The cuppa cubby blue podcast girls on the show today, but uh, we're going to reschedule and hopefully do that next week. We had a lot of questions. We wanted to talk about cub outcomes and how they feel about going out in the playoffs to the Marlins 2-0. I'm curious about that, Chris, because they didn't do... Their last episode, and I don't know if this is intentional or not. I haven't asked them, and maybe that's why I wanted to save it for them. But their last episode was going into the playoffs. There's no post episode mm-hmm. after the playoff loss. And I'll tell you, they were eating a lot of cornbread on that show. They were very excited about their Cubs, and they were talking about the next series and so on. And that's not what happened. So I, I really am looking forward to hopefully getting them on next week, and we could talk about what happened with the Cubs from a fantasy perspective and with the Marlins series. That, that's that's interesting. You said they're already talking about moving on to the next round. I said the Marlins were going to beat them, and uh, I'm excited to have them. Hopefully we can have them in the next couple of weeks because there is a lot to talk about with the Cubs in the offseason. We can look back at some of the predictions we had at the start of the season with the Cubs. So stay tuned. That should be a pretty good show here, hopefully next week or the week after. Yeah, we did a deep shine or ride the pine with both of them, Andy and Sarah Sanchez. So uh, I want to review some of those, and we'll take the time to properly do that when both of them can be on the show hopefully next week. But uh, stay tuned to our Twitter feed. We'll let you know when they're going to be on the show. And, of course, follow their show. It's awesome. Uh, they do a great job. If, even if you uh, you don't care about the Cubs as much, they talk fantasy as well, and it's a rock-solid podcast, so don't screw around. Make it happen. Make it so, please. And that's on Twitter, at Cuppa, C-U-P-P-A, Cubby, C-U-B-B-I-E, Blue, B-L-U-E. Cuppa, Cubby, Blue on Twitter. All right, so... Uh, Justin Turner, we got to talk about it. I mean, it's the it's the big story. He, he's a dick in the eyes of many people around the country. And for those of you that have lost anyone, if you've lost someone to COVID, I mean, if you see that and you're a baseball fan, you got to be, you're going to, you're going to take that really personal. And, you know, I'm not saying that you shouldn't or you should. But if you're watching the World Series and you see the Dodgers win and you know Justin Turner's been announced as having COVID and he's back on the field, takes his mask off even, 
and you have someone in your family or a loved one or a friend, anyone you care about who has had COVID and really struggled with it or passed on, you're going to be like, what the hell is this, man? This is some bogus shit. Yeah, they're taking the picture and Friedman's right next to him. It's like, dude, your GM is right there. Uh, apparently he like the secu- security was even trying to stop him. And he was like, fuck this. I'm getting by you guys. And they were just, I guess they just couldn't stop him. And uh, I understand he wants to celebrate with his team. But, you know, there's going to be another time to do that. Uh, you kind of got to take it serious. And it's it's kind of a really poor capper on, you know, the Dodgers winning the series. Turner's. Turner's been an absolute stud for them. You know, he's got all their playoff records now, and now it's going to kind of be sour grapes for him. Uh, he is a free agent in the offseason. I'm not sure he's he's coming back to L.A. We'll see uh, who signs him to a one- or two-year deal. He is 35 years old now. Yeah, he is. Uh, that's not a good time to be a free agent, and it's not a good time to be a free agent, period, with the uh, owners crying massive losses. You know, they're broke and they're penniless, so they're not going to be – dibbling out big bucks for a 35-year-old third baseman who, you know, he's clutch, but he does have a lot of injuries, and those have been a problem for him, and he's not always healthy. So no guarantees there. But the point is that he did. You're right. They put a shitty capper on a World Series championship night for the team that has struggled most of this decade to get there. This past decade, they were screwed out of a title, some may say, with the 2017 Astros and with the Red Sox cheated too. So... I mean, that's why Cora lost his job. And for some reason, we dismissed that. We put it all on the Astros. But, I mean, the guy lost his job. So, what's up with that? You know, I mean, they're just as guilty as the Astros are. So, they might have got really screwed by both those teams. And I'm I'm glad they won. I'm not a Dodgers fan. I think it's cool. I'm glad that uh, we have a championship for them. And Clayton Kershaw gets a ring to put on his Hall of Fame career. But Justin Turner, shit on all of that, man. And the... The, I want to ask you about the players, though, because apparently the players were totally down with him. Hey, man, come on. We worked really hard for this forever. We want Justin here. What do you think of that? Well, I think it's one of those things like, you know, he probably doesn't have symptoms. Um, you know, and I can imagine if I let's say I had it and I have zero symptoms whatsoever. Like I, I would be like, oh, well, I'm fine. Like, you know, everyone around me might be fine. Uh but like, yeah, for the players to come out and be like, you're backing him now. We'll see a couple of weeks from now if that's that's going to be the real story or in the offseason. You hear some of the some of the Dodgers come out and say, yeah, we weren't comfortable at all. I, you know, I really hope that no one else does end up, uh, you know, testing positive for it. And if they do, you know, hopefully it's it's a case where they don't have really bad symptoms and it's not something that's going to be catastrophic, uh, which. You know, we got through this baseball season pre- pretty well. I mean, no one really got seriously ill, which was really good. But it's it's just so poor that, like, you know, we go through this whole season. COVID, you know, controls so much of the schedule with, you know, teams being shut down because of positive cases. And then, like, all I'm hearing about today, you know, I just right before we hopped on the pod, I drove up to the, the party store and I, I pop on 97.1 and they're like, that's what they're talking about. They're talking about Turner. They're not talking about the Dodgers overcoming and finally – climbing that mountain and winning the championship. They're talking about Turner and how much of a dick he is for doing what he did. Well, they're also talking about Blake Snell being pulled after 73 pitches. And what's interesting is last time we did the pod a week ago, we were talking about the fact that Cash let Morton or uh, Glass now go, what, 112 pitches? Remember, that was a week ago. Funny how things change in a week. We talked that night. Blake Snell was going that night, and I said – I didn't have much confidence and Snell pitched like an absolute stud pitched one of his best games of his career that night. And I understand Snell doesn't tend to go over a hundred pitches, but the guy can go 90 pitches. He can go another inning. And I understand like 
for the Rays, their bread and butter all year had been their bullpen. Their bullpen was kind of hit or miss throughout most of these last two playoff series. And, you know, Cash thought he would go back to the well that had been so successful all year for them. And you know, it just didn't seem to work out. And uh, Snell was pissed, man. There's some great memes and gifts and videos going around. And him just being, fuck, why the hell did you pull me? Um, you know, and as a pitcher, you never want to be pulled. I mean, you know, run the siren. I pitched in high school. I'd, I'd freak out when I got pulled. I'd break every every helmet in the dugout when I would get pulled. I'd get so pissed. So I can understand his frustration. Now imagine that, folks. Imagine a young Christopher Deary going apeshit in the Novi High School dugout after he gets pulled for giving up seven runs. You know, it happens sometimes. Did you ever give up seven runs? No. <laughs> no? No. Wow. That's amazing. No. What was the most runs you ever gave up? I think maybe the most runs I ever gave up were maybe four or five in a game. Wow. That's a fucking amazing. That's pretty damn good. I mean, every pitcher has a bad day. I thought it's possible. I had ERA under three and, and- my senior year amazing okay well hey folks i stand corrected i apologize <laughs> i never knew that i will tell you this i don't want to do the analytics argument here hey this is analytics has finally had its day and now we're, we're making mistakes we're costing teams championships you know come on it's just just a convenient argument to have because things didn't work out sometimes things don't work out when you use analytics sometimes things don't work out when you trust your gut so we're not going to sit here and do some hot take bullshit about that. A 73 pitches though in a do or die game. It's tough. It is tough. But this is also a team that relied heavily, heavily on their bullpen the whole year. This is the game plan. They've used how many guys had a save this year? Like nine, 12, 10, some crazy number. I'd look it up. So the Rays were willing to use their bullpen and they saved them more often than it didn't. And, you know, the Dodgers were supposed to win this series, I think. So don't, you don't feel bad if you're the Rays. Your offense is really the issue. Your offense did nothing. Yeah, it was, it was home run or nothing. Uh, you know, and it's a classic case where all year long it worked out and, you know, cash gets a little bit of credit, you know, as the, the critics would come out and be like, yeah, you did a good job managing this year. But when it doesn't work out, he gets completely eviscerated. So. True or false? Uh, Randy Rosarina hit more home runs in the playoffs than he did in the regular season. True. That's absolutely true. It's ridiculous. Ten ho- yes, 10 home runs to seven. And he only played in 76 plate appearances, 23 games. He was a later call up in that short bozo season we just had. But yeah, he obliterated the seven home runs and the RBIs. He had seven and 15 in the regular season, 10 and 19 in the playoffs. And he was hitting 377 over more plate appearances. He had 86 plate appearances in the playoffs. So he just took his regular season and just exponentially exploded with a 515 WOBA and a 239 <laughs> WRC plus, which is, I know it's a short sample size, but that's just monstrous numbers. It's something we're going to be talking about for a very long time, this unbelievable run. I hope he turns into being a really, really solid baseball player, and I think he will. Maybe not put up these unbelievable godlike numbers that he put up in the playoffs, but he certainly helped his stock in fantasy circles for next year. Oh, yeah. That's the problem, right? So what? what is he now? Top 80? <laughs> I put out a tweet last week. I'm like, is this guy top 40 now? <laughs> Seriously? Someone's going to reach. Someone's going to do it. Well, someone's going to do it in a mock for sure, just because it's a mock. But I want to know if people, when money is actually on the line and you're drafting and some time goes by, you know, the recency bias can last a while, especially with offseason kind of dragging on. And it's the last thing you remember. 
but I loved a Rosarina and now there's no way I'll be able to afford him. I can't, I can't pay that price. I can't pay a top 100 price or a top 80 price at all. That's just not, I had him, I was like hoping I'd get him around 200 because he, 200s, uh, maybe 180 would he would have been because he showed something in the regular season, but he wasn't this guy he is now. And now he's this mammoth. Yeah, he's not a he's not a secret. And the big difference is it's not like he's a guy in his early 30s and is a journeyman and just put up some Cody Ross like numbers in the playoffs. This guy's a young guy and was kind of a hot prospect. So uh, I'm so interested to see what happens with him in the offseason. We're going to be talking about him all offseason, I'm sure. I can't wait to have some other people on the pod and uh, see, see their thoughts about a Rosa God. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I wanted to get the cup of cubby girls thoughts on that as well. And we'll find that out soon enough. But Corey Seager ends up being the World Series MVP, and he was no slouch. He was friggin' fantastic and arguably almost just as good as a Rosarina was with a, a stupid – I mean, he only hit eight home runs, so, you know, that sucks. But he drove in 20, and he was just fantastic. He was walking a lot, getting on base a ton, and his WRC Plus was only 205. Boo-hoo. But Corey Seager in 2021 now. This is a guy who people were worried about the injury history because there'd been a lot of injuries back to back, elbow, others, leg issues. Now he's looks like he's healthy. He's coming into his prime. How high do you think Seager will rise in this draft season? I mean, it was a, it was great to see because of course he's had some injury issues the last few years, had you know a really excellent rookie year, and he capped off a fantastic season. He was healthy all season and just and put up great numbers all season: fifteen home runs, over forty RBIs, batted over three hundred. Uh, I think he's probably in that top five for shortstops now. Wow, even I mean, he didn't steal any more bags though. That's so they're not going to be any steals, but top five. That's I mean, you got. Turner and Lindor. You got Tatis, Turner, Lindor, Story, and then you would say Seager. Well, with with Lind, I mean, with Lindor not stealing bases anymore, and you know, I mean, Seager stole maybe one or two this year, but I mean, if Seager can bat over over three hundred in a regular season, if he can hit thirty to thirty five home runs, which what he would have been on track for, OPS of eight forty three. I mean, just looking at the stats here, that that was fourth amongst shortstops, only behind uh, Tatis, Machado, and Turner. Hmm. So Lindor or Seager? I don't know. Uh, if Seager's going to hit like this, you know, this is the recency bias again, though. I mean, Lindor has could still hit. I mean, he got off to a slow start in this shortened season, but he hits for a solid average. He shows tremendous pop. 30 home run seasons were the norm for him. Seager still has more to prove, in my opinion. I think we are giving Seager too much of a benefit right now when Lindor is being shit on too much. And I think we need got to find a middle ground there, you know? Yeah. I mean, Lindor had a down season. Seager, you know, had an amazing season. Uh, Lindor also wasn't surrounded by a very good lineup in Cleveland. I think they ended up 20th or 22nd in the league. And obviously, you know, LA's team just mashed. So Seager in that lineup is shit, man. hundred runs, hundred RBIs. We're playing 165 with the season he put up this year. So it's gonna be an interesting, uh, talk in the offseason uh who, who you would take over those two right now i guess i would lean towards Seeger though i'm down on lindor would you rather have Seeger or bregman oh god that's another great question mm-hmm. i mean those uh, guys bregman you know he gets on base so he has that floor that kind of keeps things decently it can't get too awful with bregman because he 
has such a great eye, but the power slipped a little bit in this bozo season. And with the cheating conspiracies floating around, will he ever be a, that 40 home run guy again? That's what you're going to be betting on in 2021. Yeah, he had a, he had a really tough season. I mean, he batted really bad here, 242 OPS, barely above 800, 801 for his OPS. So real down season for him. I, I he'll bounce back next year, but the big question is going to be like you brought up: Is he a 40 home run hitter, or is it going to be more around 20 to 25? He can hit 40. Obviously, his stock rises big time. But if it's gonna it's gonna dwindle down and go down to 20, 25, then he's going to drop. Would you rather have Bo Bichette or Corey Seager? I mean, Boba Shed is ascending, and if he's healthy, he could steal bags. That's tough. How, many bags, is... How many bags did Boba Shed steal this year? Uh, I think he stole like seven. He got hurt with a knee injury, so he was limited, unfortunately. But uh, he was off to a great pace before the knee injury kind of ruined his season. He had, he had four, 123 at-bats because of that injury, and it was a knee. Um, yeah, so he didn't play half the year or barely he, half the year. He's a guy that really could have benefited from 165, you know, games. Came up last year um, in, you know, 165 or 162 games. How many games do they play? What am I saying? 165, 180? <laughs> 162 games would have been a really big benefit for him on an offense that I like with the, with the Blue Jays. I think that's a team that's ascending. I just need to find some damn pitching. Right now, I, I'd still go with I'd still go with Seager, but Bichette, Bichette's rising in, in a dynasty. I mean, Bichette's going to look real nice here in a couple of years if he continues to improve. Yeah, but they're not, I mean, they're not that okay. Bichette's twenty two, yes, so he's definitely a few years younger for dynasty. I'll give you that. But I think I'd rather have Bichette because he's the complete package, and he is ascending into a lineup that's going to be fantastic as these players grow. And as long as he's healthy, both of these guys have injury considerations. And I just like, I like Bichette's overall game because he could do everything. He could hit for average power, steal. He can do it all. He's the five-tool guy, you know? So Seager has got a, I'm going to be watching to see if Seager takes off and just starts having this career now in a full 2021. And actually, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. What are we, why are we even assuming there's going to be a full 2021? I mean, COVID's not going anywhere. So. (laughs) No, it's not. Right. So if the owners are crying foul and they're poor, right? And we just saw them do a 60-game season, which was mandated by the commissioner. Why isn't there going to be the same damn thing that happened again? Let's just wait it out, see what happens, and then we'll just save money and we'll just wait for the playoff money so we can do the bare minimum. Why would that change in 2021? I think we're off. We're assuming an awful lot right now. That's interesting. Well, I mean, they've gone through a season. Um, I think they've learned on what maybe they could have done better, better with maybe some of these bubble cities that I thought may have been a better option. Uh, I think they realized early on with all the COVID cases and, and teams missing out on games that they could have handled that a little better. But yeah, who knows where we're going to be in, in February? I mean, it's not like this is going to go away this winter. And no, there won't be a vaccine maybe, for like another year almost. Yeah, is there going to be a is there going to be a full spring training? What more are we going to learn about the virus? What what are the owners feeling? What are the players feeling? I mean, I I mean I, I guess we've been talking the last few weeks. Oh yeah, 162 games, no problem yeah. next year. Maybe it's more like 100. Could be less. It seriously, if it's they're just going to sit on their asses and not want to pay anybody and work out a deal. Plus, it's a CBA year. This is the last season. 
it just lines up very negatively, and we've seen nothing. We've seen nothing, Chris, to show us any type of uh, positive connection between these two organizations at all. The owners and the players, there's no good will at all. So Yeah, and Manfred's become a huge villain over the last couple of years, so I don't know if you can trust him. And like you just said, yeah, the owners and players have been at odds for years, and it's it's maybe worse than it's ever been now. Oh, think- man. You're bumming yeah. me out now. <laughs> I know, dude. I, I know, but uh, it just, it's dawned on me, and, and we're assuming a lot. We're, we're trying to think, hey, all right, let things get back to normal now. We had our shitty season, and yeah, they got a World Series winner out of it, and barely by the skin of their teeth because someone got COVID the last game. <sighs> but I don't know, man. Spring training would basically be like four and a half months from now. Yeah. There's plenty That's of time. Not too far from now. <laughs> I, I'll tell you this. I think what will give us some telltale signs are, Hey, how quickly are people motivated to sign people? Are we seeing deals? If we don't see any action and things are just kind of stagnant, um, that is going to be a bad sign. That's something to watch. Watch, watch how the hot stove unfolds. If it's not very hot, then cause it's not going to be anyways, because we already know the owners. I've said it 10 times. Everybody knows. If you don't know, I can't help you because it's the truth. The owners are crying. I'm poor. We're poor. Help us which is bullshit, but it, that's what they're going to say. And the money well, is the, not going to be there. Yeah, I mean, I guess the hope is if the winter meetings happen, and and I will think they will happen in some type of capacity, my hope is that coming out of those meetings that there is some type of plan going into next year because it was very, very obvious that there wasn't much of a plan from the beginning with this year, and it was just, all right, we're pushing it back, we're pushing it back, we're pushing it back. Unlike the NBA, where the NBA got a, got on board and got a plan pretty quickly. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll we'll see, man. But they did a lone bubble in one place. I mean, those people were there for a long-ass time. <laughs> so, I'm sure even though the Lakers won the title, they were just as thrilled to get out and go back and, you know, see people. Oh, yeah, they were there for two and a half months. It's crazy. Yeah, it was a long-ass time. But it worked. It worked fantastically. And they got down to business, and everybody did what they had to do. And But baseball's just not run like that. There's chaos, like we said, and the relationship is tainted. So, I don't know what to tell you. I know we're also going to be talking about the fact that how do we look at the shortened season's impact? We've discussed this before. This is the big topic for 2021 draft season and the off season. How will this shortened innings pitch limit for everyone? Nobody was immune to it because nobody could pitch 180 innings last year. How will that help or hurt in 2021? How can we gauge that? How can we quantify it? And I'm saying... I don't think we need to worry about that now because this issue of when they will actually play is basically right there with that issue. These are the two issues, the limitations of a 60 game season and its impact on 2021. And then when will they actually play? Because COVID's not going anywhere. I don't care who you like for politics or who you listen to on the radio or watch on TV, getting your news from COVID is here to stay. It's not going anywhere for a long time yet. And the good eight, 10 months minimum, and it'll always be a part of us. So I don't want to ruin the party. We all want to have fun and talk off season, right? We do. We want to say, hey, all right, who's going where? You know, hey, uh, where's George Springer going? We talked about that last week. It was fun to think, hey, maybe we'll go to the Padres or the Phillies or the Braves. And... <laughs> yeah, and we'll, we'll certainly do that during the off season. But I guarantee in the back of our minds, we're going to be like, okay, what what's happening? What's our, our Is there going to be a spring training in February? Our opening day going to happen at the end of March? So let me ask you right now, do you think – there's 162 game season right now, next no. year. Okay. 
Will there be, will opening day start late March, early April? No. Mm. Because of this situation. Another thing too, is that the owners have no respect for like the history of the game. Some, you could make an argument about, Hey, you know, we'd lost a whole season of like stats and historic records and people compiling for the hall of fame in 2020. And you think, Oh, we really should get that 162 in for 2021. So we can get Mike Trout. I mean, Mike Trout's going to be really fucked by this. If we end up having like an 80 game or 60 game season again, or, you know, that's really just going to be, He's going to be a Hall of Famer no matter what. But we're yeah, really wanting to see where where can he take this career? You know, where, where can a guy like that go? Tatis is starting very young. Acuna, Soto, these guys are starting super young. They are in a prime position, even more than Trout, to make some historic numbers by the time their career ends, barring injury. And the owners don't give a shit about that. They don't care about the history of the game. I mean, okay, maybe one owner does. But, you know, 29 owners probably don't care at all. Yeah, I mean, you look at a guy like Clayton Kershaw, he'll probably be coming up on 3,000 strikeouts in here in the next couple of years. I mean, if if this ends up being a prolonged thing where they don't play 162 games for, you know, this year, next year, possibly the year after, who knows what's going to happen next? We're going to be looking back at guys' stats at the end of their career, and it's going to be almost like DiMaggio, Greenberg, and Williams that all lost, you know, some of their stats because they went and served for the, for the country in the war. No, you're right. That's true. That's something to think about. Yeah, Kershaw's at 2,500, 2,526Ks. So he'd need, a, you know, three more, four more seasons, three seasons at least, four probably, depending on if he goes downhill. And if we don't have a full season, then, yeah, it just gets worse. So, look, I don't want to – I do. I just I, We got to be honest. We got to look at this from every angle. We got to tell it like it is, and we want to be ahead of the curve here. We don't want to just give you some – show that hey hey did you hear about the you know the good times the Dodgers had in the locker room I don't know I, I don't want to do that I we have to be prepared for all eventualities and if you listen to the show for fantasy advice at all we want to be ahead of the game we want to be on the cutting edge we want to prepare all contingency plans right absolutely we are so, here to serve you that's correct we are here to serve you it's Plaza podcast two L's two Z's on Twitter you can follow us there. Ask us questions. Send us a DM. You can email the show. Plazo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Plazo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Email us. Do you think we're nuts? Do you think there'll be a season that'll be full, 162, because you have some inside information? If you're an MLB executive who knows something about the inside and can give us some, you know, shed some light on things without sharing your, you know, keep it confidential anonymity preserved we'd love to hear from you or if you're just a regular joe it's fine so uh hit us up let us know what you think uh where do we go from here now okay so dear real quick before we wrap up the show what what are we looking what's the first thing we're looking forward to right now are we focusing on when or if there will be winter meetings yeah i think so um if there's going to be any punishment for justin turner maybe oh good call okay yeah that's that I heard somebody call the local show today, the radio show in town, and say eighty games. I'm like, I mean, it's a uh, yeah, like that's what you get for you know PED violation, but yeah, it might be a little harsh. But I I would be totally down with the suspension for sure, and he'd probably be happily taking it because he won a World Series, so he still doesn't give a shit. He's yeah, still he kissing his wife. Team. He'll take 10, 15 games. I mean, it's like what I said. He's already he's a free agent, so we'll we'll see. I mean, is he gonna, is he going to get blackballed now? Hmm. Interesting. Go back to the eighties, a little collusion. That sounds like fun. 
Uh, okay, that's yeah. So we'll see what happens with Turner, and then we'll see. You know, we got to do all the awards. Those, you know, those are coming up next. The slow, slow reveal. They do it day by day by day. Drags on a little bit, if you ask me. Don't really love that. And the, I think one of them is on like election day. They're they're so stupid. No one's gonna be paying attention to your award winners on election day. No, people are gonna be. <laughs> fucking hiding in their houses and not going outside because they don't know what's going to happen depending on who wins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm, go- I'm going to vote in person. I actually didn't do the, on- I didn't do the no. uh, mail-in. So I got to go in person. So hopefully they don't die. Um, but yeah, so the uh, awards will come out, you know, we'll see the, all the winners, the gold gloves, all that stuff. So yeah, well, there's, uh, there's a few vacancies uh, for, for oh, yeah. year. So we'll see what happens with that and how that may affect, you know, kind of what's going to go on, uh, you know, with the, you know, what, you know, how, how teams are going to manage moving forward and, you know, the direction that certain teams are going in. Are they, they get, are they just giving up by hiring, a, you know, an old timer? Are they going to go with a young guy? You know, some of these teams might end up losing a valuable asset of their team, whether it's a hitting coach or a first base coach. I'd also really, Want to know what's going to happen with minor league baseball next year as well? Good call. That's another thing that we didn't even talk about. That's a great point. We'd had no minor league baseball this year. People are just flapping in the wind. They're not getting the growth they need. And boy, boy, that is, see, that's another major concern with no, okay, yeah, wow. See, it just keeps getting worse. It keeps getting worse. And more you uncover in this nightmare. And we love baseball. We do. You know that. If you listen to the show, it's the show's about baseball, fantasy baseball, but it's getting a little dark out there. It's getting a little dangerous. It's getting a little cloudy and stormy. But I will say this: uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna try to keep it positive, but we're gonna keep it real at the same time. That's what we'll do on the Flazo Pod. Um, I assume your award winners will be grateful to get their awards, even if they're only sixty game season. Shane Bieber, guaranteed. Cy Young, NL. Trevor Bauer, I think has the best odds right now. So we'll see how those all lay out. And uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully with the uh, Cup of Cubby girls, if uh, everyone's ready to go next Wednesday. But if not, we will have them on soon. Stay tuned to our Twitter feed, Plaza Podcast, 2Ls, 2Zs. We'll let you know what's going on. Thank you very much for listening to the show. And we will talk to you next week. Thank you. See ya. This transformation, you. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.